beautiful. Thanks, mate, because I'm going to make a mess. Hey, didn't the, just first of all, worship's been great, but look at this stage, hey. Do you know what? This stage was put together by a bunch of young people who volunteered their time. Oh, thanks, Grace. Um, who, who volunteered their time all week. And Tim, who's actually project managed it, um, haven't they done a great job? And it's one of those jobs that we had to get done. And we've done it at minimal cost, very minimal cost. Um, and it's just been fantastic. In fact, I don't think it's even scratched our budget. So um, praise God. Thank you to our young people and, uh, and not so young people, James, uh, Daniel, sorry, Daniel Powell, who uh, was here yesterday, gave up heaps of time. Now, I, don't, I, I think there was supposed to be something I was supposed to say, but I can't remember what it was. But hey, if I've forgotten something, forgive me. Um, but just very, very quickly, we're going to try and just, I just want to speak something out over us as a church. Um, who can remember what I preached about last week, kids? Anybody remember what I preached about last week? No? Oh, assignment! I talked about knowing your assignment, that God has given us an assignment. Let's read the Word of God one more time. It's the same scripture I read last week, and I want to read it again. Acts twenty twenty four. And this is Paul, and he's just leaving to go to Rome. And he wants to give some clear instruction to the church. But he wants to say, you know what, he's been prophesied that it's going to be tough, but it's okay. And this is what he says. My life, they've been trying to talk him out of doing what he, people didn't really want him to do, what he was going to do, because they knew he was probably going to get killed um, if he goes to Rome. But he said, it doesn't matter. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work, sorry, the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus Christ. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. And now I know that none of you whom I have preached the kingdom will see me again. I just love it. You have to meditate on this scripture. My life is worth nothing. How much worth have we put in our life? And yet he says, that's nothing compared to the assignment. That assignment's bigger than life itself. That's great. Do you have an assignment over you that's bigger than life? That's bigger than, than all of that? Because that's what Paul had. And I want to suggest to you that God has an assignment for you. He's got an assignment set out for you that only you can do. No one else can do it. Don't try and do someone else's assignment. Don't look at someone else and try and be like them. Find out who you are and be the best you can be with the assignment that God has given only you. Don't try and copy someone else's. Don't hear someone else's story and go, oh, I want that one. No, you have an assignment that's been put aside for you. And I believe the Spirit of God just wants to reignite our assignments in the last couple of weeks because there's an assignment for this church. There's an assignment for you personally. And I'm not talking about volunteering. You see, if, if, if Christianity is simply about believing and going to church and living a good life and praying when I've, I've got troubles, then I'm sorry, you've missed out 90% of the Christian life. You see, Christian life is about partnershiping with the Almighty God, the Creator of heaven and earth, to do the things that are on His heart that He has assigned for you to do. 
And so I want to talk today about your assignment theft because I believe that God has given us an assignment. But the enemy who comes to rob and steal wants to take our assignment away. And so what's stolen our assignment? Because you have one. You have it. Some of you are living in it. Some of you knew it in the past and you thought you got too old. Some of you have thought, well, yeah, I'm still waiting for it to happen. You are on assignment now. Now, kids, I've got a little assignment for you today. Um, Dave, can you help me out? Bring those chocolates. Don't eat them on the way, okay? Now, I've got some high-quality Cadbury chocolate, only the best, so I'm told, to give out to people who fulfil their assignment. Now, your assignment, if you choose to accept it, is... Save, can you bring that paper to me? In fact, you can help me out. In fact, where's... Um, I need some helpers. Give me some helpers. Okay, can I have another helper? Yeah, I know I've got you. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, Nikki! Okay, now, young people, all the kids, right, kids, anybody under the age of Nick, uh, all the kids, what I want you to do is here's your assignment. Now, we're going to hand it out to you, so you guys hand this out to all the kids under the age of Nick, okay? Um, that's Nick's physical age, not his mental age. Okay, so, um, sorry, Nick. He didn't hear it. This assignment you've got until the end of grazing table time. And in this assignment, you've got 10 questions. It's a shopping list. And I want you to find the answers to these questions. Now, if you listen carefully, if I don't miss too much of my message, you will hear the answers in my message. But you need to run around and find the names of people. After the service, go and find somebody who's over 70. I want you to find somebody who's got, find people who've got P in their first name. I want you to discover the middle names of our elders. I want you to, so you've got some work to do, right? I want you to find out a scripture that you're probably going to hear me, you just heard me read out of the New Living Translation. So you've got to go and find someone who's got a New Living Translation. You've got some work to do. Now you can start doing them now. But later on, that's when you're going to start working. Because the reason I do that is because yesterday I got a shopping list. Now, if you know me, I hate shops. I hate shopping. I don't like it. It's just me. It's, it's, it's a trauma from when I used to work in retail. Um, but I don't like shopping. I want to go into a shop, buy something and get out of there, right? So I am decided that I'm going to go and buy one of those tree pruners on a stick, Right? thought, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to go down to Bunnings and get one. So I was just about to leave. And Margie, my beautiful wife, says, Steve, could you just call into the shop and get a couple of things? Now, men, that's code for about 20 things. So I, 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 I went, Margie gives me this beautiful, I, I had this little bit of yellow paper, yellow, little sticky, and Margie had written down all the things that I had to get. That sounds simple, right? Because she knows I'm likely to forget, which I do. So I had my little sticky things and I went to Bunnings first. I thought, I'm going to do the right thing because we've got some good friends coming over for dinner and Maggie's going to cook up something really nice. So I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to go up to the Bunnings up here. I won't go to Midland. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to buy my pruner thing and I'm going to get out of there and I'm going to go and buy this stuff at Woolworths. So I did. I bought my pruner thing. It took me ages to decide which one and what I should do and whether it's too heavy and that sort of stuff. Bought my pruner. Get to Woolworths and I went, oh, here we go. 
the list. Now, if you ask me to get milk, a cucumber and yogurt, I will go to the milk and get the milk because that's easy. I'll walk over to the other side of the store to get the cucumber and then I'll walk back the other side and get the yogurt, right? See, now some of you are planners, right? You're planners. I have trouble even fighting my way around that monster of a thing. So I go to Woolworths and Margie's got this little list. Go to the Asian section so she knows I need help. So I go to the Asian section, right? So I go to the Asian section, I'm in there. Now, I want you to get coconut cream. Well, there's coconut milk and there's coconut cream. I wonder if they're the same. I think they are because I don't cook. So uh, I better just go for the cream, get it right first time. So I got the cream. And then there was a, there's a whole variety of coconut creams. Which one do you get? Just ugh, the cheapest. So I got the cheapest. So I chuck it in my little basket. And then I'm moving along. I get a bit further. And then it's get mild North Indian curry spice. Right. Now, is that a powder? Is it in a jar? Is it, uh, what's it look like? Is it in a bag? Is it big? Is it little? I don't know. I don't cook. So I'm walking up and down the Asian section thinking, of Northern Indian curry spice. Where's Ken? I need Ken. Um, and I'm walking up and down. I couldn't find anything. So I thought, oh, five minutes later, still looking. Better ring up Margie. So I ring up Margie. Margie, having a few problems. Can't find the North Indian spicy stuff. Is it in a jar? Is it? She said, oh, I don't know. So oh, that's not very helpful. So she says, well, hang on. I'll Google it. So Margie Googles it. She's Googling it. Oh, look, if you get this other thing and it's called a, and oh, holy dooly. So I'm looking at some sort of makes and then I'm, I looked around and the whole of aisle five is now jammed packed. There are people standing down there and there's people standing down there. I'm holding the traffic up. So I go, okay, I need to get out of here. So I said, buggy, I think I got it. I grabbed it. Then I had to go and get yogurt. Oh. Maggie said, don't just get Greek yogurt. So I got Greek yogurt. But there's ordinary Greek yogurt. There's vanilla Greek yogurt. There's, and I go, what Greek? I just get the original. That's, that's going to be a starter. I felt pretty good. Got the coriander. I got all the stuff I had to get. I walked out. I go through the checkout real quick. I was real good at that. And I walked out, got my bag, carried my bag out. And then I went, right, about to leave. But I just checked that list. And there at the bottom were two things I forgot. Eggs and milk. Oh. So I thought, oh, I'm not going to go back in there. It's too big. I'll just get out of IGA. So I get out of IGA, walk into IGA, get my milk and my eggs. I get home. I left it on the table thinking, I hope it works. I hope I got it all right. I hope I've achieved my assignment. And then I got out my pruner. Guess what? I picked up the wrong pruner. <laughs> After all that, I had to go back and get, my assignment wasn't going too good. Because you see, in my assignment, there's a couple of faults. One of them is I'm not a cook. Second is I don't like shopping. And thirdly, I got no idea where stuff is in Woolworths. There was stuff that was stopping me from doing my assignment. Now, you girls, kids have got shopping lists today. I want you to get those filled because if you get them filled, the first 30 people that get those filled get a chocolate. Okay? So you're going to get them filled. But I want to talk to you about what stops you from achieving your assignment because you all have an assignment. In Matthew, it says this. 
<clears throat> Matthew 25, when Jesus is talking about this parable about the talents, and he's going, you guys, I've given you abilities and talents. And there's this little parable about the guys that got these talents and some of them went and multiplied them. And Jesus says, and the master says, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Until he got to the guy who said, I'm so afraid of wasting the master's money. He might tell me off. I might get in trouble. I won't have a go. And that was the one that got in trouble. You have got an assignment. You have been entrusted with talents. You've been entrusted with experience in your life. You've been entrusted. And the Father God is expecting you to do something with that. Because you see, if we're saying, well, I don't know if I can. I'm not sure. I might get in trouble if I waste it. I might get the wrong things. You won't fulfill your assignment. And God's not worried about whether you're successful. He just wants you to do what you've been asked to do and let him worry about your success. Your success isn't your responsibility. Your responsibility is to be obedient and to use that which God's given you. You've got an assignment. Now, I just want to quickly run through. Cause, oh, I've, got, I've gone five, ten minutes already. Five minutes. I want to just have a look. Because I think this is really important, and I want to speak this out over us as a church. I speak this out over Steve Hall. Because I do believe that we are in an amazing time in our country and in our world, and God is raising up people in the right places at the right time to fulfill their assignments, and you and I are no different. God has an assignment over you. But I want to take you to a whole bunch of people. In fact, we're going to look at Jesus, but if you have a look at people who had assignments, some of them messed up and they lost that assignment. There was Ahab. Ahab was a king. He was anointed to be king and he gave over his authority to his wife Jezebel and he didn't fulfill the assignment God had given him. He was passive. There was David who had an assignment and he got, he got sidetracked by a beautiful lady and he had blood on his hands so he couldn't build the temple. There was, there was um, oh, who's, who's the big strong guy? Samson was given an assignment. Ended up getting caught up with a lady again. Had his hair chopped off. Lost his authority. Lost his power. Lost who he was. You see, God gives us assignments, but sometimes it's stolen from us because things get in the way. Let me take you to Jesus Christ himself who went out after his baptism. Remember his baptism? In his baptism, he was anointed and he was appointed and he was recognised. He was given his ministry. He was given his assignment. You need to understand that as a rabbi at the age of 30, he's been through rabbi school. At the age of 30, you come and you are baptised into your ministry. So Jesus wasn't the baptism of repentance. He was baptized into his anointed calling and ministry at the age of 30. And he had to have three witnesses. So he had the witness of of John the Baptist himself, who acknowledged that he was actually the Christ. Then there was the father who said from heaven, this is my son. 
And then the Holy Spirit, like the dove that came upon him, there were three, which you had to have, there were three witnesses to his calling. So he's been called, he's been anointed, he's given his assignment. And then he goes out into the wilderness for 40 days. He gets really hungry. 40 days. He is starving. And he is needing, at that place, you're at your weakest spot. And it was there that the enemy came to try and steal his assignment. And the first thing he did was this. He first hit him. I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. He first hit him. If you have a read of it in Matthew, sorry, Luke 4, uh, verse 4 down to verse 8, it says, But Jesus told him, okay, let's. I've actually gone up a little bit. Let me go a bit further. We have gone to here. Sorry, Luke 4, verse 1. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River, got his assignment papers. He was led by the Spirit to the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing in that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, the first, I, the first theft is your identity theft. They tell me that identity theft is the biggest problem in our society today. I also read something, but it was done by a, was actually said by an uh, advertising agency that. There, are, there is one identity theft every three seconds. That's what they say. Identity theft is a big thing at the moment, especially with social media and everything else with the internet. But I want to suggest to you it's the greatest, greatest problem within the church. It's the greatest problem within us. Identity theft. You see, your identity is not what you do. It's not your employment. It's not where you live. It's not the type of car, even though in that advert when the guy says, you know, this is what I do, and then it's in the school, and then he says, I drive a Hilux. Well, come on. So he drove a Hilux. That's not who he is. Let me tell you who you are. Who you are, you are a child of the living God. You are appointed and anointed by the living God. You have been purposely and beautifully made. You aren't the stuff of the past. You aren't your mistakes. You aren't the things that maybe your family or your, your family of origin have told you. You are a child of God. When you know your identity, the enemy is trying to shoot at your identity all the time. Church is trying to shoot at our identity all the time. Our identity is not how we look. Our identity is not how we worship. Our identity is that God has called his church, his bride. That's our identity. You are a child of God. You have the inheritance of the kingdom of God. You are created with purpose and beauty. That's who you are. And yet right now the enemy is working hard to try and take it away. But then it goes on to his second temptation. In Luke 4, 4 it says, But Jesus told him, No, the scripture says people do not live by bread alone. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please. I will give it to you. I will give it all to you if you worship me. 
And Jesus replied, Scripture says you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Your second thing that he wants to do is take away your authority. And how does he take away your authority? He moves our worship away from God onto other things. What you worship is where your authority comes from. And if you worship yourself, that's the, all the authority that you've got. If you're worshipping a particular preacher or church, that's all the authority you're going to get. But when you worship God, your authority comes from him. All authority on heaven and on earth is given to me, Jesus said to his disciples as he sent them out on their assignment. Now go. Now go in my name. You have authority in heaven. And the last thing, I've run through this very quickly, but let me go through the last one. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the Scripture says he will order his angels to protect and guard you, and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Then Jesus responded, The Scripture says, You must not test the Lord your God. The second theft of our assignment is to be distracted, distracted, moved away from the provider of everything you need to do your assignment to look at something else, to be distracted by looking at what I could gain from the world, being distracted by what other people think of me rather than what God thinks of me. You have an assignment. I love this, the uh, writings of a gentleman um, but we've got that quote up there for me by Henry um, Nguyen. And Henry is an amazing man. He was a Catholic priest, um, did a lot of study, and he studied in his whole area of psychology. Was a big part of his theology was around psychology, and he's written lots of books on that. And Henry said this. He said, I was pretty good on the stage whenever he spoke and whenever he did his ministry. I'm pretty good on the stage but not always that good in my own heart. I start to wonder if my career hadn't got in the way of my vocation. He prayed that God would guide him to where he should be. He ended up working with a young guy who, had who was uh, um, disadvantaged. He was uh, a young guy who had disabilities and he ended up learning more from him than anybody else because he discovered his vocation rather than his occupation or his career. Sometimes our goals in life get in the way of the vocation, that which God has called us to be. That's your vocation. And God has called us to be something. And today as we, as we finish up this sermon, on this message, I just wanted you to ask the question, simple question, what is your assignment? What's your assignment in life? Think about it. Ask that question. If you don't know it, get on your knees and ask God for it. Don't ask someone else. Ask God for it. He might give you a prophetic word through somebody else. That's what happened to me. You know, Stephen, uh, Timothy, young Timothy, he had an assignment and it was distracted because first of all, people said, you're too young. Take away his identity. But Timothy, you're not too young. Yes, please. Yep. Um. Uh. And then he, he was told he had a he he was he was a timid spirit and Paul said you weren't given a spirit of timidity. Timothy Timothy. <laughs> you were given one of boldness and courage. You see, God has given you everything you need to do your assignment.
And you are so important to God. He loves you, but he's put you on earth with an assignment of the kingdom of God for where you're at. And if the enemy has stolen it by telling you that you're not good enough, that you're not old enough, that you're not equipped, that you're not trained, that you're not all that stuff, then just look at Scripture. Look at what Paul said. Look at what Timothy said. Look at all the way through. God never used the people that the world thought was good enough. He used the people he thought was good enough. And you're good enough because he's trusted you with his assignment. And if someone's stolen it from you, take it back. Take it back. Maybe the enemy has distracted us and got us caught up on worldly things or relationships or problems, distractions. Whenever we've moved in this church in the past, and, and John Sharp would notice, we saw it happen all the time. Whenever God just did something in the church or it was amazing things happened, something would distract us and take our attention of what God was doing. Like an issue would come up and we would get distracted. The enemy works with distractions. That's his greatest attack on us. Get us distracted with sickness. Get us distracted with what we need on earth. Get distracted with relationships. Gets us distracted and he says, I've got an assignment. It's a kingdom assignment. It's my assignment for you. Chosen for you. And I'll equip you. Maybe you're saying, I haven't got authority. Well, he's given you authority because he gave it to you. He gave you the assignment. He gives you the authority. I'm going to ask our guys to come up. We're going to sing up that song as we worship God. But I want to ask you this today. Close your eyes for a moment. There's a team come up. We're going to sing 100,000 reasons or whatever it is. Bless the Lord all my soul, that one. Um, but I want to just ask you a question today. Have you... Do you know that you have an assignment? Do you know what it is? It might not be what you think, but do you know you've got an assignment on your life to love the world around you, to love those who are hurting, to reach out to the broken, to reach out to the orphans and to the widows? There's an assignment on you. Some of you got an assignment in business. Some of you got an assignment in your workplace. Some of you got an assignment with your family. There's an assignment on you to be Jesus in this world. Do you know that? And if you've been distracted, if you've been told, got into comfort land, and you've your little happy place, and you've forgotten what your assignment is, then I want to ask you right now, just say, Father God, reinstate my assignment and make it clear what you've given me to do. And I'm going to work hard. I'm going to make sure I invest those talents. I'm going to make sure I'm going to push through that tough stuff. I'm going to make sure I fulfill this assignment, God, because it's not about what everybody else thinks. It's about what my master says when I face him in heaven. And he looks at what I've done with the assignment that he's given me to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just really believe that God's going to restore your calling today, your assignment, as you worship him. If you're not a believer today, I want to tell you, Jesus died for you 
And he has a purpose and a plan for you that's bigger than yourself. And all the past history that's held us back, Jesus wants to give you a whole new life and purpose. If you'd only just follow him, if you only just said these simple words, Jesus, I believe in you and I give you my life. And you see what he does with your life once you give it to him. He'll change worlds if you only give him your life. Amen. Let's stand and sing. Bless the Lord. And kids, you can start your assignments. Forevermore Bless the Lord 
worship His holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I worship Your holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before 